throne speech will be delivered today. And this little bit of in-the-legislature work being done at Queen's Park by the provincial government is hopefully going to lay out the plan. Here's what they're going to do. We'll be listening for what's in there for health care, for ODSP. But that is not the only thing. What is going on when we're looking and talking about business and the way that things could move forward with labor market challenges? We've talked about all of the help wanted signs. We've talked about a number of people changing jobs, leaving jobs. There is a blueprint to bolster Ontario's prosperity that has been created by the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. And with us right now is the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, the CEO and President, Rocco Rossi. Rocco, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Uh, Thanks for shining a light on this. Well, let's talk about what it is that you hope to see moving forward, because we have that sense of, okay, we have an opportunity for renewal or an opportunity to really say, these are some goals we want to shoot for. If you were able to lay out some goals, as you've done in the Blueprint to Bolster Ontario's Prosperity, what do you think are some of the main keys? Well, First, let's recall that uh, before the last um, provincial election, this government tabled a budget. It wasn't voted on. We went into an election. Um, And what's important is while there are a number of solid uh, items in that in that budget, what we've seen since uh, it was uh, tabled is rapid increase in uh, inflation increasing and more difficult circumstances with respect to uh, labor shortages, um, a lot of supply chain issues still around the world, and of course, uh, the impact of the ongoing uh, invasion of uh, Ukraine by, by the Russians. And so it's really important to focus and, and really, the number one across so many sectors is the labor shortage uh, issue. And so we want to see uh, what the government has planned on on that front, in addition to the items that were already in the previous budget. If you're to look at addressing labor shortages, are there things that you can look to? Nothing ever seems to be a quick fix or an easy fix, but things that we could look to at least to address it? Well, uh, you're absolutely right. It's not a quick fix um, because uh, there's really two two parts to this. What can you do uh, in the short or near term and what what needs to be there in the longer term? Because let's not forget, we had labor shortages and a skills gap even before COVID across the economy from from health care to the skilled trades. Um, and so uh, this is something we've got to look at uh, both near term and long term. In the near term, the two biggest things is, number one, we have a whole lot of people who got into Canada through immigration based on the skills that they had um, and that ticked boxes off that made them such incredible candidates to come to the country. Then they get here 
and aren't able to use those skills because there are all kinds of roadblocks with respect to recognizing those credentials. To be fair to uh, the provincial government, they have seized on this to some extent, but there's more that can be done to accelerate um, the, um, the recognition of those credentials, working together with the various regulatory bodies, the colleges and the universities to build in quick um, upgrades and tests in order to make sure that, look, if someone's trained as a doctor or a nurse or a tool and die maker, we want them uh, working to their full potential, both for them and for the economy. So that's that's number one, is let's make sure uh, we are leveraging all of the skills that are here that now are not being properly uh, leveraged. Number two is we've got a massive backlog in particularly skilled immigrants uh, in our uh, immigration queue. In fact, there are estimates of upwards of 31 months of, of backlog, and that is something not uh, completely in the control of the provincial government, but really that needs to work with the federal government and keep hammering on this each and every day. Because if you're looking at one thing that can be done uh, to have an instant impact on GDP, an instant impact on reducing pressure on the labor side, it is in fact making sure that we clear that backlog, get those skilled people here. And then in the longer term, is, is really how quickly uh, we can continue the evolution of our education system at the colleges, at the universities, and quite frankly, from elementary all the way up to make sure that people are aware and our young people are aware of the enormous opportunities in the skilled trades going forward. Because as tight as our labor market is right now, if you look at skilled trades from carpentry to electrician to welders, um, the average age of journeymen in that are closing in on 60. So we have a massive issue, and that's created uh, incredible backlogs. It's created also incredible opportunities. The average welder at the Darlington uh, nuclear uh, reactor refurbishment is currently being paid between $150,000 and $200,000 a year. So that is something that the, the average student and the average parent is not aware of. We need to change that, that uh, reality, and we need to see things in the, in the budget and the ongoing activities of the government that pushes that forward. The President and CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, Rocco Rossi, with us. You can read more at OCC.ca. Rocco, thank you so much for the information this morning. Really appreciate you shining a light on this, Michael. Have a great day. You have a great day as well. Rocco Rossi joining us.